This is the St. Luligan Podcast Network. Welcome to, this is somewhat silly. It's not the full <laughs> silly. Two-thirds silly. Two-thirds silly. Um, yeah, this is, thanks for everybody for who listened last week as we tested some of this new equipment. And uh, it's still a work in progress. We're trying to get all the levels set and everything. But it's good enough for now. And we are making history, Matt. What's that? This is the first ever This Is Silly without Mitch. <laughs> like, uh, don't let him get used to it. It'd be like you. It'd be like <laughs> looking for reasons to leave. That's right. Um, I just want to say we're at, we're at Brad's house. It is 6.50 at night. And I'm at Brad's new apartment. Just in case my wife's on find my phone on Apple <laughs> and I'm not at some weird apartment complex and she just starts getting paranoid. <laughs> I, I, that's why I'm not at Mitch's house. That's right. That's right. I'm with Brad. Well, <laughs> There's nothing nefarious going on. You're officially the second guest I've had <laughs> at the apartment. Uh, you know, they're real tricky about that. You know, you can only have, you know, so many guests at a time. And, oh, and it's quiet. It's so quiet. I just want to get out of my sleeping bag and a pillow and just crash. Yeah, I know. I, I sprung for the extra bedroom just in case. But uh, so far, no takers. <laughs> All right, well, today what we're going to do basically is we're just going to kind of recap the AGM. Uh, Matt, you actually couldn't make it last weekend, so you can play the part of the person who has questions. I'm just going to listen, pretend I'm listening to the podcast. Sure. You've got a live studio audience. Nice. Yeah. You didn't want to have to listen tomorrow. You just thought you'd come and get it out of the way today. Before that goes, though, today we finished, uh, I say we, St. Louis City finished up their uh, Coachella Invitational uh, preseason tournament. Uh, again, preseason games, I put no stock in them whatsoever. It, and we couldn't watch. It's not like we could see how they're playing or anything. But there were you know, wholesale line changes, wholesale personnel changes at the half. Um, really, the coaches are just putting pieces together, seeing what works. Uh, we did end up with a draw today against New York City. It was a draw. It was three. We were losing when I left. We we scored at the end. Well, okay. Uh, okay. I think I believe Lowen tied it up, but like in the 89th minute. I mean, so this makes me feel better because I was like a little bit doom and gloom driving. Yeah, like, oh, that wasn't a great. But again, you know, I'm just watching on Twitter, mm-hmm. so it, it, yeah. you don't know what the buildup was with if it was if New York had already quit. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Um, but, I mean, all the coaches there are just putting pieces together and seeing what works. Um, I think the only other news we've got coming out, uh, as far as the team goes, is the away kit is yeah. due to drop on Friday. Uh, the team did a cute little video with uh, Blom. I think they know they've got a, a social media sensation with our South African player, and he's bringing a lot of fans with him, so that was kind of neat. Yeah, they- I've not. I've never seen anything like it. It's crazy, right? I've never seen anything like it. Like, I mean, it's like we are the South African Wrexham. Yeah, <laughs> everyone's well, getting, getting behind us. You know, and I tried to think back. Um, you know, I don't. Oh God, it's been fifteen, twenty years ago now because I'm old. But like when, like say, Claudio Reyna uh, first started playing for Manchester City, uh-huh. or Brian McBride at Fulham. You know, when you first had your in, your American players yeah. breaking in mm-hmm. at big clubs, or mm-hmm. or just the, being able to see them on TV, mm-hmm. because this yeah. was back before you know anything. You know, like I had a Fulham shirt and I had a Manchester City shirt, 
for the American players, yeah. you know. And I mean, I never would say I was like a full-on Fulham fan or whatever, but I watched those games because, oh, there's an American kid playing on this team. Well, we, 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 we can get to that in a bit. I mean, we'll get through your news and notes, but there's something there I want to hit on because it drives me crackers about this country. Yeah. But we'll get to that okay. after you. Yeah, okay, stuff. let's hit the AGM stuff first, and then, uh, yeah, then we can get on to that other stuff. Again, this is uh, sort of a recap. Um if Mitch was here, it would be better because he actually knows what he said at the meeting. Better Mitch? I Better Mitch. I was at the back. I'd had a few beers and uh, was selling stickers and sneaking out for smoke. So I may say things that Mitch didn't say or, or I may miss things Mitch did say. But no, no one listens to this. Just make that's, sure. that's a good point. That's a good point. Um, it started, as we always do, with our membership details. Um, the price has gone up again. Price has gone up again. We we're doubling it once again. It seems like we double it every year. Yeah, man. Uh, but uh, that is effectively because I can do a little bit of math. Zero dollars times two is still zero dollars. Now, the caveat with us not charging dues for membership is we need to sell things like you know scarves and shirts and things like that to to actually fund the business of what we do. And we'll talk about some of those things coming up, but. Uh, I will say there are other new groups starting, and they and they do have membership dues, um, and I, and this is no slight against them. It takes a while, and we've been around for 13 years, and we actually knew, hey, with MLS coming, we're going to have some expenses, we're going to have some costs go up, so we've been selling merch and things like that for years. So we've kind of built up a little stockpile, so we can use on some of these things, but. Going forward, we always encourage our members to, you know, when they can, buy a scarf, buy a shirt, things like that. And um, as long as we can, we'll keep membership at, at zero dollars. We may get to a point one day where we have to charge dues. I don't know, but I'm the thing is, I'm I'm against that. To I understand yeah. I understand what what you're saying. The dues thing. If I if I give you twenty five bucks to join. And I say something stupid and you turn around and tell me, fuck off. <laughs> yeah. But I'm a customer. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and, and that, that, that line is... Yeah. And, and it's also just the fact of, you know, like I've always said, and, and obviously now prices are, are more than they used to be. Mm-hmm. But I used to say, if you've got your choice and you've only got $20, I'd rather you buy a ticket to the game, come sit with us for free, than spend $20 on a membership with us and not be able to go to the game. Uh-huh. You know, but we'll see how it goes. We also are toying around with different ways to sign up so you can so we can get a good list of people. And so we can have ways to to send out an email blast. Uh, Mitch is researching ways that, uh, you know, because we definitely don't we want to protect any data we get in. We don't want to, yeah. you know, make it some list where somebody could hack and, or whatever. So that's all in the works. But as of right now, membership remains free. And we just, again, ask, show up, make noise, have fun, and don't be a dick. So, I know, well, yeah. I mean, you can be a dick if you're being funny about it, but. um, Other than that, uh, we moved on to uh, game day, and we had the event at Schlafly Taproom. That's going to be our home, uh, not only for home games, for the pregame party, or as our friends at Soccer Capital Podcast are calling it, the extravaganza. Uh, But it's going to be our home for... (coughs) <coughs> away game watch parties too um now 
we're going to cross our fingers because MLS and Apple still haven't worked out the commercial partnership side of that. There's no way for, because, you know, like Sunday ticket, it's different if I buy it or if a bar buys it. It just reminds me of when uh, we were in the Open Cup and you had a watch party at like ITAP. Yeah. But then there was no way to stream it from a phone to the TV. Yeah. And and y'all... It's going to be, I mean, mean, we may run into that. It's trial and error. Is it, you work out the kinks as you go. Now, I have no doubt that MLS will get this worked out and hopefully before the first game because there's going to be lots of bars around town that want to show these games. You know, unlike the old days where we used to have to beg a place uh-huh. to give us one TV in a corner, um, people are going to have their option for watch parties. I don't think MLS is in a place yet where it doesn't want eyeballs on them. Yeah, it's got, I mean... Especially with this new deal, they want eyeballs and social media, photographs of watch party here and there and everywhere. That's what they need. They don't need... They're not in a place yet where they can be dicks to bar owners saying, you can't watch... Your five people in this bar can't watch this. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the NFL would shut that shit down if you didn't buy the right... Absolutely. But I'm sure sure it's all going to be worked out by the time we get there. But... No, there will always be a place to watch the game away games at Schlafly, and there are other watch parties around town too. And I, I if there's some place closer to you, God bless you, do it. Uh, just you know, preach the gospel of the Luligans wherever you go, and get more people involved. So, in addition to that, the home games um, we're obviously gonna gonna have the the Luligan Street shut down. Um, depending on the match. I mean, Schlafly's still open for business during these things. Sometimes they do have private events, you know, like a, a wedding or or whatever in the ballroom. It's going to be week to week on what they offer parking-wise. Sometimes they're going to offer, you can park, you know, in any of their lots for $25 with the $25 gift certificate, that kind of thing. Sometimes they're going to say, well, you can't park in lot A because that's reserved for this party, or you can't park in lot B. Mm. But we will be addressing that as we go along and again you know this is all new so we're learning as we go there may be changes uh, but Schlafly has stepped up they're going to be a huge partner and in addition to that they announced the new beer at the event on Saturday it's going to be called the supporter session and it's kind of a I would say they they likened it to a golden ale Uh, it's going to be a little lighter a little you know something nice and easy to drink on game day when it's uh, 95 degrees. Exactly. And you're just dying of thirst. Right. It's not going to be a stout. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he won't be able to lay a road with it. Right. Um, but they did have a couple of us in. Uh, Mitch made a funny little video of uh, Captain Rob and uh, uh, I'm going to call him Henry. It's Alexander. <laughs> Alexander. Yeah, Groves. Uh, they made a little video, kind of them going through the process of brewing a beer and, you know, there was some Laverne and Shirley type stuff. There was some eighties tropes in it. Uh, but we're, we're really looking forward to that. Um, not the branding, none of that's been released yet, but it will be available that first home game, March 4th at the, uh, tap room. In addition, I do want to mention they have a partnership with Wellbeing, which is a non-alcoholic, uh, brewery in town. Really good stuff. Um, they have, it's their match day light, they call it. It's a non-alcoholic beer. But uh, for people who don't drink or, you know, like the taste of beer, but they got to drive home or whatever, it's also another very solid option. In addition to all the other Schlafly products, again, they'll have their sodas. They'll have things like that. 
still working out. The city of St. Louis is a pain in the ass when it comes to everything. Everything. Yeah, just everything. But selling alcohol and selling food. So you'll be able to go into Schlafly and get the full menu. Like if you want to come in and have, have lunch or whatever before the game, you can do that. As far as food outside goes, it's looking like we're probably going to do food trucks um, because they can get a license to sell out on the street mm-hmm. easier than the restaurant can. It, it's yeah <laughs> on their own land, right? It's it's incredibly stupid, but that's just the way things go. Um, so we will be having some different food trucks and things like that at these pregame parties. But basically, this is the place to come and congregate before the game, have a few drinks if you want, uh, meet up with friends, party. It's not a tailgate because they don't allow you to bring your uh, outdoor barbecue grills and things like that. Sell the back of your hemi and <laughs> right crank, crank up a grill, right? But we are going to have some fun, and we invite everybody to come. You do not have to be a Lilligan to attend those things. You'll become one, though. You probably will. Want to be one of us. Okay, the next thing on the list was uh, uh, merch. We've got, as I said earlier, we rely on merch sales to sort of fund all these things. Um, We have our new supporter scarf. That's $10. We unveiled that at the event. Um, we're going to have a new 2023 scarf, which looks incredible. Again, a Jimmy Blood design uh, kind of goes along with the aesthetic theme of our New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, that will be available starting that first game uh, for $20 each. And got a new T-shirt coming, new Navy T-shirt. Um, the design, that'll be released a little bit later, but we'll have that on the first day. And we still got some of the red shirts and some of the 2022 scarves. Those will all be available for purchase at the game. Um, Next, March to the Match. Um, As of right now, it looks like, in addition to the Luligans being set up on Luligan Street for a pregame party, uh, the Punks, another supporters group, is going to be joining us at least to start the season. Um, And Florida Noise, the Drum Crew, the Capos, those guys will be set up with us too. And then... Got some other groups that are going to be setting up at other bars around town, but the goal right now is to meet up somewhere near Luligan Street for the march to the match. And again, this is open to everybody. Uh, we encourage others to come and join the march. It's just a fun time, and you don't even have to be in the supporter section. You can march in with us and then split off to your seats wherever they are. So, but the plan the plan is to be somewhere around that area for the march. Uh, we will be. Well, actually, Florida Noise will be making those sorts of announcements soon, and we will be amplifying their message. He's not. Zach's just going to announce it from his house. Yeah, he's just going to yell. Shout. Yeah. He's just going to shout. And I'll the, hear it. The region. And, yeah. With the people in Papua New Guinea. <laughs> so, yeah, Zach and Sam, those guys have a lot of things going on. Uh, again, support them if you can. Uh, and they will be set up there, and I'm sure on game day they'll be taking donations too because – the drums and stuff are not cheap that they have to put together for this. Uh, next, TIFO. Uh, the first TIFO for the first game is well underway. Um, they're, they've got it all traced out. They've got parts of it painted, but there's still going to be a final push to get the rest of it painted. Um, you should follow the St. Louis City TIFO group on Twitter. That's where they will announce when they need help and how they need help. Again, it's a situation where 
they're going to need a whole lot of people for a short amount of time to, to paint some stuff. Then you have to let it dry and you have to bring in a next crew. Um, so they can't have too many people at once. Again, you know, we're, it's never been a problem when it comes to work. Well, that's true too. No, and I'm serious. I, I can't do that much anymore because yeah. I've got the kids. But I, I see people, and it drives me crazy. Well, they'll they'll suggest something. Yeah. You should do this, and it's always the emphasis of you should do this. Yeah. They want to sit back and say that was my idea. That. Yeah. But then they they won't pick up a paintbrush. Well, and and yeah, there there has been a little bit of that. We've been you know begging a little bit for mm-hmm. on these early stages. You can't just make it everybody come, mm-hmm. you know, but when we get to the final painting and we're, and we're actually just needing bodies, that's the way to do it. And this is a situation where we're also, we're borrowing a space. Um, it's not like we own this place where we're doing it. So we have to be, we have to use it at certain times. We have to make sure we clean everything up and we can't just like put an open call. Here's the address. Everybody come. Cause you know, some people we can't trust to show up and, and yeah. so it's a little bit vetted, um, but I will say at the end of the day, if you've helped and you've contributed with the TIFO, it is an enormous feeling of pride. Mm-hmm. Um, so watch that if you're interested in doing that. Money for the TIFO, we are we haven't said how much the final cost is because, quite frankly, we're still buying <laughs> more supplies, paint and yeah. supplies. Uh, but it's in the multiple thousands of dollars. Um, some of the other groups have chipped in some money to help us with this. And we did a fundraiser at the AGM where we raised over a thousand dollars to go towards that TIFO. So paying for it's not a problem, but again, it dips into that fund that we've been building Mm -hmm. all these years. So anytime we can get some, at least a volunteer work or a few dollars, we appreciate it for things like that. Okay. Um, my list tickets here's here's maybe the the best part of the show no uh so as far as the supporter section goes Mm -hmm. officially it is sold out with season tickets and by that i mean and i know people were like well you know back whenever it was there was still plenty of spots in the supporter section what the team did was they quit taking deposits in the supporter section when they started doing the tours for picking your seats. And you went through this, Matt, you picked out your seats. There was a chance when you did that, that maybe you didn't find a seat you liked, or maybe they were more expensive than you thought they were going to be. And so some people at that point said, you know what, I'm going to switch to the supporter section. Yeah, that's what, I, I mean, I was on the fence. Yeah. I actually had an I had an appointment ready to go with Caleb, and then I flopped back. Yeah. Mike McHugh, on the other hand, because we were going to plan on sitting yeah. together, Mike McHugh's like, actually, Matt, now I know that Jenny Jenny can do ADA yeah. spot, we're going to go supporter section, it's a little bit cheaper. And yeah. I'm like, all right. So... Yeah, that, that's what happened. And, and Mike McHugh took advantage of that where he didn't want to see, he, he was okay to stand and he, he went for it. Yeah. Well, and then other people, by the time they, their turn came up in line, maybe, you know, they had budgeted so much, but the seats that were left were too expensive mm-hmm. or they couldn't find a spot they liked. And then what Caleb really said was after the friendly, the Leverkusen friendly, a lot of people saw the atmosphere or tried it out and and realized, oh, 
I want to be over there. Yeah, I, I want to, you know. I stood there for the film. It's yeah. fine. And, and, you know, people who maybe didn't know about standing, weren't sure, they thought, oh, we can do this. So a lot at that time, a lot of people switched over. So those spots filled up immediately. So I don't know, for example, how many single game tickets there, there are available every game, but you won't be able to buy them in the supporter section. That said, there are some available. It's not the same amount every game, uh, but they're going to be going through the supporters groups on that. Mm -hmm. So again, I can't even tell you how many it's going to be. It may be five. It may be a hundred, whatever it is. It's not a lot. And by the time you split up the different supporters groups, you know, we may be able to give away a pair of tickets a game or help you get a friend in. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's not a situation where it's like, oh, hey, on Friday, I'm going to have a thousand tickets, (laughs) you know, so you can't count on getting tickets that way, but there may be a way for me to us to get a few more people into the game. So that's that. The second part about the tickets that we want to talk about is the reselling part. I know, I know. And before we get into it, I get this is America Mm -hmm. and it's a capitalist society you can do whatever you want with your property. What we want people to do, though, is to sell those tickets to people who want to come to the game. And I get the first couple games are going to be people who want to be there for the experience. And, you know, I get it. If somebody's going to offer you four times face value, you think, well, I can sell tickets to one game and pay for my whole season. I, you know, I'm not going to argue with you about it. But... Going forward, we're hoping the market calms down. I mean, right now, there's already people selling their entire season ticket package, you know, on on SeatGeek or StubHub or, or one of these other resellers. It's like, well, you just bought tickets to flip, to flip them. Yep. That's a jerk move. I, uh, I was listening to another podcast, another sports podcast out of Britain, and this guy was in Australia. And he was taught, he went to an Australian Wolves football game. And they were talking about how many steps a guy can take with the ball before he's either got to kick it or punch it or whatever. And the guy next to him was an Australian bloke, and he's like, I don't know, how, he said, how many steps can you take before? And he's like, is it four? Is it? And the Australian told him, just don't take the piss. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Know? Right. And that's where we are with this. Yeah. And it's a, the, the home opener is a lot of money. Yeah. It is, it is a chunk of change, and... But I still see people trying to flip tickets for April and May. Yeah. And I'm like, and I hope they get creamed. And and even that, but there's going to be also people that are trying to, that bought these expensive tickets. Yeah. Because that's all that was left. Like these two, $3,000 season tickets. And they're going to say, okay, we're going to Cancun in May and there's a game against so-and-so. And I want... I've got two tickets and I want to sell them for 400 bucks each. That's what I paid for them, right. or 400 bucks. Right. And I'm hoping the market's calmed down. They may lose out. Yeah. They may not be out because by that time, people are going to be a, a little more ambivalent. Yeah. And they're going to put theirs on SeatGeek for 65. Yeah. And are you. Well, and, and again, let's just say, just because I see that someone's selling a, a, a supporter section ticket for $400. 
doesn't mean they're going to get $400. That's what they want. We'll see what they get. But I guess my bigger point is, like, if I'm not going to go, like, if I can't go to a game. I got to work or something. I'm going to call you or mm-hmm. I'm going to call Mitch or I'm going to, you know, just call my general friends and say, hey, here's an extra ticket. You know, take take Erica to the game or, you know, pay me face value or whatever. But, you know, I'm not I'm not going to be that guy. That I mean, I, I understand. I understand. The home opener. Yeah. I, 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 I understand it. I, I'm not comfortable with it, the amount of money that people are asking or, or looking for. Yeah. But I, I do get it. Now, I, the second game, we're going to be in England. Yeah. So I just gave them to my neighbor. Yeah. So take your kid, go again. I don't think I'd have done that if it was the home opener. Well, yeah. <laughs> I don't That's... think. I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm magnanimous. Yeah. I'm yeah. not that ma- Well. well and and here's the other argument I see people saying on on some of these you know message boards or Reddit or whatever. Well, if somebody's willing to pay for it, what's the problem? The problem is there was a line of people waiting mm-hmm. to buy tickets at face value that would have happily paid. You know, my my supporter section ticket was four hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. I mean, give or take with yeah. a few years or whatever. And if somebody's selling one game for four hundred dollars, it's like okay. It's not that you can find somebody to pay that $400. I get that. But there were a lot of people who got in late. Their timestamp was late or or whatever. Seconds. We're talking it's, seconds a minute. Exactly. I mean, they could have been within the first hour and still got shut out. He would have happily paid or she would have happily paid $400 for that season ticket yeah. if it had been offered to them. So I don't, I'm not into the whole, well, if the market's willing to pay for it, yeah, but, but if you bought them specifically to flip them, you're a dick. And there, there was a post on the the buy sell, mm-hmm. or, or it was either the buy sell group or the the fans yeah. Facebook group, and it was a mom up in Quincy, and the son is desperate to go to a game. Like, yeah. it, I, if I had tickets there and that, I'd have sent them to her. Right. I, 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 I'm like you with the scarves. When you see a kid, you throw them yeah. off. I want. I, I love this sport and I want the kids to embrace it. This is what we've been asking for, you know, for years. When will America become a soccer nation? And, and we're, we're getting there and you want kids to embrace this. And and particularly the supporter section or the other, let's say, more economical sections mm-hmm. around the stadium. Where there's going to be other kids. or, or They want know. kids to be able to go to the game. They want you to be able to take your... Like the twins, say mm-hmm. say you didn't have season tickets, but they want you to bring your boys to a game. Yeah, and then maybe next year you'll get season tickets or a half season ticket package, or you know what I mean. They want to build fans. Well, if you're selling those tickets for four hundred dollars a piece, guess what? You're not bringing your family of four. Correct. Unless you're just really well off. When when, when I first moved to St. Louis. I was like, okay, we've settled in St. Louis. Our nearest MLS team is Kansas City. I'll go to a sporting KC game. And I went to one. And it was actually the Eastern Conference Final. And I sat there and I was uncomfortable. I gave it a shot and I was uncomfortable for multiple reasons. A, I didn't live in Kansas City. It wasn't my team. I had no emotional investment. But also, as I'm sitting there thinking I paid 60 bucks for this ticket, I, I felt like I was taking that ticket away from someone who would have enjoyed it more. Yeah. And and that's what they're doing, I think, here. That's how I, how I feel. They're taking 
this opportunity away from someone yeah. who wants it more or it would mean more to them. And it's not just a matter of economics. It's a, it's a matter of emotional um, investment to them. Yeah, and definitely that first game, there will be a lot of people there who just want to say, I was at the first game. They don't mm-hmm. care about soccer. They don't, you know, whatever. Again, everybody's welcome. I want everybody to have a good time. I guess my larger point is people are asking, are we going to set up some sort of supporter group, buy, sell, trade, or, you know, exchange? And we did this with St. Louis FC. We had a little group that we, you know, made it easy for you to trade a ticket. Or if you, Matt, wanted to bring three friends, you could post and say, anybody got extras? And, Mm -hmm. you know, either people would donate them or people would say, yeah, you can have my three tickets. I'll just give me, you know, 15 bucks and we'll call it even or whatever. Uh, Obviously, the prices have gone up since then. If these other groups that exist don't settle down if it gets crazy where we need like a place for supporters to work with each other. Uh We'll look at that. It is a pain in the ass to, to moderate that kind of thing. Um, and again, it was different with St. Louis FC because you could always just go to the box office and buy face value tickets. You know, they were rarely completely sold out. Now it's different. You know, it's not like you have an option you have to get what you can get. Um, but if it, if it becomes a problem and people are wanting to facilitate, you know, this, like you said, you're going to be going the second game mm-hmm. and, and maybe you didn't give them to your neighbor, you might be able to say, hey, I've got two for this game. You know, I can either, you know, donate them or I can sell them for face value. Or my, somebody might say, you know, I have two for later in the mm-hmm. season. Maybe we'll trade them. Like Costin. Costin has season tickets. He's not going to be in the first part of the season, so he's wanting to give some of those away, but then he's wanting tickets in return for later in the season so he can bring friends and stuff to the game. Uh You know, if we have to, we'll do something like that. Like I said, I hope the market calms down. It's got to sell. Yeah, and and you don't know what's going to happen. I mean, if they go on and they win 10 in a row, maybe it doesn't. Maybe not, yeah. Uh, If they lose 10 in a row, that's going to help the price come down quickly. But we're evaluating it, is what I would say. Now, there are other groups on Facebook you can use. And if you're willing to pay what they're asking, you know, it is what it is. If you want to post extras or you need some on, like, the public Luligan Facebook page or on Twitter or something like that, we will amplify those messages. And we won't won't amplify any that are asking exorbitant amounts yeah. like I, if i see them on the public public luligan page i'll delete them um but if you have a legitimate you know you can do it there and we'll go from there and we'll see how it works just don't take the piss yeah that's i mean that's really the biggest thing yes. um now talking about away days and away tickets every mls team handles it differently mm-hmm. but MLS is required to set aside between 150 and 200 tickets for away supporters. And this is typically defined as away supporters groups. It's any, every team handles it differently. Some teams give them straight to the supporters group. Say, you know, if I called up Austin and said, Hey, how many supporters groups tickets can I get? They may give us a hundred. They may give punks 50, you know, whatever. This year, St. Louis City is going to be doing it themselves. So they got the tickets from Austin. 
they are doling them out to primarily people who bought season tickets in the supporter section. It's not to say we can't try to help facilitate that. Like Austin, it's a long trip. Not everybody's, you know, it's not like everybody wants to go. When it comes to things like Kansas City, going to be a little different because 150 is not going to cut it with what we need. So then we'll have to buy some more on the open market. Um, But what I'm saying is this is going through the team. This is, this is not anything we have control over and they are going to the supporter section season ticket holders first, because typically that's who sits in the away supporter section is people who have home tickets for the supporter section. You can say it's not fair. You can complain to your congressman, do whatever you got to do. Now I do know people who are going to Austin and who the team did give them tickets because they contacted their ticket rep and they said, Hey, I'm not in the supporter section, but I am going to Austin. Is there any chance I can get some of those tickets? And you know, they'll do what they can for you. Again, when you're talking about Portland, like Portland, great place to go. I would love to go see a game in Portland. I'm not going to be able to afford to go to Portland. Not a lot of people are. So let's say, Matt, you're not in the supporter section, but you say, you know what? It's a good weekend. You, you and I can hop on a cheap Alaskan air flight to Portland mm-hmm. and we could go to that game. And maybe I'll see, send my ticket rep a message and say, hey, I'm going to Portland. Any chance I can get in on the away supporters tickets? And they might be able to hook you up with a pair because not all of them are going to be taken. Again, it's, it's like the prices for the season, uh, for, for the secondary market. Once everything calms down, yeah, it, it'll even itself out. And Well, and the other point is, I know a lot of people bought tickets for Austin just on the open market. Game, yeah. I get an email during the MLS season. I get like five emails a week. I get one from Kansas, Sporting Kansas yeah. City. I get one from <laughs> Houston. I get one from Dallas. Any team I've bought tickets yeah. to. Brad, here's four tickets for ten dollars. I know, get, or I get emails from Oklahoma the, City Energy, and they've been bankrupt for three years. Right, it's it's the fourteen eighty eight special. You and four friends can go and get free sodas. Mm-hmm. You know, depending on what market you're going to, pretty easy and pretty cheap to get tickets. So it's not all like trying to get supporter section tickets in St. Louis. So um, yeah, it will all calm. The away thing will, will calm down. You know. The Kansas City game, the Chicago Fire game, and maybe Nashville will be oversubscribed. But everything after that will be pretty calm, and and you just have to talk to the powers that be yeah. and say, "Hey, I'm going to you use Portland. I'm going to Portland. Yeah, can I have a couple of tickets? Here's my flight the yeah. confirmation." And, and St. Louis uh, FC used to do this all the time too. I mean, we have people in our group who travel a lot. Mm-hmm. Just they enjoy traveling, and they would make. Oh, I love an away day. Yeah. Well, I love an away day. The time that we went to Colorado Springs, me, you, and Mitch, mm-hmm. and our spouses, we just said, let's get away. Let's go to a weekend. Colorado Springs sounds nice. Told Jeremy we were going, let me get you tickets. I mean, this just happens in a normal situation. So be patient. As the market cools down, well, everything well, will work itself I will say, I, I know, as you say, all, all MLS teams kind of do it this yeah. way, you know, with, with caveats. Sporting KC did free away tickets mm-hmm. for the away section. But you were on a list. 
and you pick the tickets up at the game, yeah. they have someone there saying, all right, Mr. DeMumbran, you, you want your two tickets, there you go. If you didn't show up... You were off that list. You were never getting them again. <coughs> well, and I know City is doing this. They did it for the first game. Um, you had to show proof of either you had a hotel in Austin or you had a plane ticket yeah. or you had to prove to them that you were going to Austin. Um, they may do it different. They may adjust their process as the season goes on. Again, I don't. I expect the Kansas City or Chicago games to be different. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, because everybody's going to drive. Some people aren't going to get a hotel. But then Chicago will be fine. Believe, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Chicago will be fine. The Kansas City game, I may just sit at home and, and remove myself from that drama. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. I mean, yeah. again, this is the first season. Everything's sort of a work in progress. Mm-hmm. And I, I expect them to tinker with the system as they figure out what works and what doesn't work. Um, but let's mention, you know, since we're talking about Kansas City, we are planning on doing bus trips. We are, you know, obviously Kansas City is the big one. Chicago, any other close games? Nashville, we'll look at. Now, some of these will include. You have to, you know, get a overnight stay in in uh, Nashville because you can't get a bus driver that will go there and back. Eleven hours a day. Right. Um, some of them, like Kansas City, you can do a there and back. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was. But not if there's a weather delay. Well, that's, that's, that's your problem. That's true. Because the, the uh, whole Louisville fans have to disappear. Well, and also, like, we've had our share of bus problems. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the we trips don't real. always go as oh, planned. Real. Uh, but when we do things like that, we will try to include a package where not only do you get a bus ticket, you get a ticket. Because the worst thing would be you get on the bus to get to Kansas City, and, oh, yeah, there's not enough tickets to go around. Like, we're going to try to work all that out so it's all part of the mix mm-hmm. like you said chicago is not a problem chicago will sell us as many tickets as we want give us three they Should probably three already years? reached out to st louis f or st louis city and said can we get your waiting list because we would love to sell them you know honestly <laughs> but kansas city will be full like we'll yeah. just have to see how it goes nashville sells pretty well still it's still a new uh, environment Cincinnati don't even talk to them about tickets they've they sell all the tickets they've they've sold every oh, ticket they've ever printed they could sell the Americana exactly uh, but we will be doing those things and as we get closer we will release more information I, I, on those and I know I know we're pre- preaching to the choir everyone who listens to this podcast is a soccer fan but if you're not if you just join us and, and you're looking for tickets there's going to be open cup games yes those weren't included in your season ticket there's package there's going to be open cup games and are going to be and the, undersubscribed. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people are going to go, well, who would play it? Des Moines? Well, right. They're not, well, who are they? Those uh, are when you become fans. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're some of the best games. And, you know, everyone will say, were you there when we beat Charlotte? Yeah. To be able to turn around and say, no, were you there on a Wednesday night in May when it was freezing and we played Michigan Stars? Yeah. Or... LA Force or, you know. Well, and these games are great because a lot of times the team's playing like some of their younger players or players that haven't gotten a lot of minutes. It's their cup final. And then, yeah, the team that's coming to play us, it's all on, they they play the best soccer they've ever played. One of the highlights of my life was St. Louis FC versus Kansas City. Yeah. It was phenomenal. It was, and and when we play them, it will be on steroids. It will just be on steroids. The only other thing I want to hit before we get to anything you want to add, Matt, is the Austin trip. Um, people have been asking, yes, there there is a big group of St. Louisans 
going, not just St. Louisans, but St. Louis City fans are going down there. Um, the pregame stuff, we have talked to some of the Austin supporters groups. Um, there's a there's an Oscar City. <laughs> I, I'm not going. They don't like. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> nobody likes you, Matt. But um, I mean, I mean, all I said was. <laughs> I mean, you know, the, the, the vitriolic abuse I got from Austin fans was just beneath the pale, man. Yeah. All I said was, fuck Austin and everything they stand for. I know. I mean, it's, it's just so banal of a sentence. Right. I can't they believe they took offense to that. Yeah. <laughs> and if you don't know the backstory there, it was because of Anthony Precourt and how he managed to... Leverage himself a team. Yeah. There's nothing against the fans of Austin. I'm sure they're lovely. But... Um, anyway, there's a lot of breweries around Austin Stadium. Uh, I know the, I'm, I'm going to look it up because I'm going to forget it, but the name of the place that a lot of the people are talking about going to is da, 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 Hop Squad. Is that it? Yep. Yeah, Hop Squad. Uh, it's right there near the stadium. A lot of people are talking about meeting up there like at five before the game. Uh, one of the Austin groups said typically the away supporters bar that, you know, is frequented is Oscar City Blues. Um, but there are breweries all around and and the Austin fans, you know, they said, hey, it's, you know, it's not Green Street Hooligans. It's not Green Street Hooligans. You know, if your party runs into one of their parties, you know, because they party at different bars around there, it's not going to be ugly. I mean, obviously, you know, there'll be some good natured really? back and forth, but... Um, but we will be posting as we get closer and as groups sort of stake out where they're going to be, we will post where there will be some city friendly pregame activities going on. But I mean, here we are, Matt. I mean, you're the first one to just say for the last three years, I don't care. Wake me up when the football happens. We're here. We're here. We're here. And, and, you know, you know, we've got a great app. See about to do a good app. I'm a 47 year old man. I don't want to give a shit about that, but it's a good app. Let's right. go. Right. Stadium's phenomenal. Everything off the field has been pretty good. Yeah. You know, and sometimes I criticize, I criticize the league a lot, but honestly, what the team has done off the field has been pretty pretty solid. I'll, but it's what happens on the pitch. It's what happens, and 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 to be fair, Hackworth. Yeah. What's been on the pitch for the last year? City, it, City it, 2 was some good soccer. It was it was winning football. But um, that's honestly, that's why I was so happy, actually, when you said we came back and tied it today. Yeah. Because I was looking at that as two losses and a draw. And I was like, ooh, yeah. that's not good. So, um, I mean, the 4-1 loss to the LA Galaxy. If that happened in the season, I'm not sure you'd be surprised, especially yeah. in California. I mean, there's a couple couple of talking points that maybe we should we mm-hmm. should look at as the season is getting ready to start, especially for people who maybe haven't followed soccer or haven't followed a bad team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, as you you famously said, you know, 98% of, you know, watching football is misery yeah. or, you know, something to that effect. Um a lot of people in America, when they first got exposed to high-level professional soccer, it was watching Manchester United or Arsenal or Chelsea 
or now City or, you know. Real Madrid, Barcelona. Bayern because Munich, that's yeah. what you could see that, on TV. That's, who, that's what so, drew the ratings. And that's who you picked as your team. Like, you know, not very many people picked Sunderland mm-hmm. as their favorite team. First of all, you couldn't watch them on TV. And when you did, they got tonked. Yeah. So I went, I went that's for part a, of the experience. I went for a meal with Vin. Months ago, 18 months, two years ago, before Lutz was hired, yeah. it was when it was just Vin and Sam, yeah. you know, I went for lunch with Vin and, and we were talking about this and I said, one of my big concerns is the Amsterdam crowd getting that soccer demographic out to deal with this. Mm-hmm. I said, and he's like, why? And I'm like, I said, because you know what, they get, get up at six o'clock in the morning every Saturday, they go to the Amsterdam and they're in their Bayern Munich shirt or their Chelsea shirt or Manchester United shirt and... 95% of the times their teams win, they watch winning football. They're the outliers. You know, as you just, you mentioned Sunderland or, you know, Club Bruges or, you know, they don't win. It's tur- a lot of sporting football is turgid. Yeah. Well, and, and even and, and MLS, it's, you know, they pitch it as a, a league that prioritizes parity. So, there's rarely a dynasty, you know, like when I started watching MLS seriously 10 years ago or whatever it was, um, Dynamo, one of the best teams in the league, you know, they won back to back championships and they were, and they're, you know, then they went to shit for years. You know what I mean? Like there are cycles to it. So there are cycles to it, but the pro- the problem is, is that. Now you are on the global radar as a place for players to go. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the best players in Europe and to a little degree South America, excuse me, <coughs> um, if you'd have said to me when I was 16, name three cities in America, I'd have said <laughs> Los Angeles, New York, Miami. Yeah, yeah. Or Las Vegas, Orlando because of Disney World and New York. Yeah. Maybe a Chicago once in a while. That's the usually the one Midwestern if, city if they you know. Watch, yeah. If you're watching National Lampoon's Vacation, yeah, because they've started, or you'll throw in Toronto as the Canadian yeah. city they know. Yeah, <coughs> excuse me, and nobody is going to, and, and that's created a disparity. You can preach parody all you want, but Gareth Bale's never come to St. Louis. You know, Olivia Drew is never coming to St. Louis. Yeah, and. That's why I have to be happy with the signings we've made because we can't compete with them. Yeah. We have to go a different direction. Well, and I think, you know, that's <coughs> that's another thing we can mention. Um, Matt Doyle, the MLS uh, analyst, does a lot of podcasts and things. Absolute gobshite. <laughs> well, you can say that, but, I mean, that's part of his job. Um, like we talk about Lawless, you know, he plays a part on TV. Um, but his his column this week was, you know, the biggest question for each Western Conference team. And his biggest question for City was Roman Berkey. Mm-hmm. Does he still have it? You know, we know he had a bad little run of form there at Dortmund, kind of fell out of favor, then didn't play for a bit. I mean, he was still on the roster, still. But you know what I mean? He, he was the number one keeper at Dortmund, and then he wasn't. We know he had offers to be like a backup keeper in the Bundesliga, but is he still in contention for goaltender of the year? I don't know. I mean, nobody knows. <coughs> but my reaction to that article wasn't that 
well, you shouldn't question that. Sure, you should question that. That's that's a big question. We're paying him a lot of money. He, you know, needs to be a really good player. But I think we've got questions all over the field. Just because, like you said, the way we built this team, we do have a couple of MLS veterans that we know what they can do in this mm-hmm. league. But we don't know what Jao Klaus can do in MLS. We don't know what Loven can do in MLS. Nielsen, I was looking forward to seeing what he could do in MLS, but now, you know, he's out at least until late in the season. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, you know, Blum, I'm excited about Blum. He's got potential, but you don't know what he's going to do in MLS. And we've we've said it for years. Even when a guy like Henri leaves, you know, Arsenal and goes to Barcelona, it takes a while to transition to the new league. Correct. So even if, let's say, Jao Klaus, let's say he is the real deal. He is a great striker. It might take him a while to figure out MLS and the MLS defenses. So I still think there's a lot of questions on this team. And that's that's why I say I'm happy with the type of signings we're getting. I I wouldn't know Blom if I fell over him. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I don't know if he's any good. But from what I read on Wikipedia and his YouTube highlights, I'm like, okay. And his fans on Twitter. I can see why they've signed (laughs) someone like him. Right. And I I think that can be said about a lot of the signings. I see the potential and mm -hmm. I see the upside, but we don't know if it will pay off. But that's how you have to build these teams. You can't can't just get sure things. Like, first of all, you can't afford it. Correct. Second of all, the salary cap won't let you. You've got to take some gambles. And we have to know. I think we'll know in a year if Lutz's instincts were correct about the kind of guys who can play in MLS. And it's also got a big part of it's going to fall on the, the veterans we've got like sure. Notchy and uh, Parker in the back line and you know they're going to have to we've got a big group of guys that are just fresh off the boat and yeah. it's hard I'm telling you guys it's hard to come to America not know anyone barely speak a language and then have to go get yourself a driver's license yeah. you don't know where to go and you can ask your friend who lives in New York but he doesn't know how yeah. our DMV works and, and it's it's hard to turn the electric well, on. And right? also, some of these guys are single guys. Mm-hmm. Like, if you've got a wife that comes with you that is used to the deal, mm-hmm. like, she runs the home, she takes care of all that stuff for you. But if you're single, I mean, just like, I got to be here at my apartment because they're going to drop off the washer and dryer. Yeah. Oh, but I have to get to practice downtown. But I'm away in Vancouver. <laughs> I mean, yeah, all that shit. Um, I know just I just moved into an apartment uh-huh. there's a lot of shit but also <laughs> Wayne Rooney looked at her yeah he played really well for DC United yeah. Colleen hated it yeah you know the package exactly. deal yeah, might yeah. not like it you know you may be fine but if your son's getting bullied at school because he's got a funny accent <laughs> exactly know, it, it's it's a, a myriad of yeah. things and you hope it works, but it is, again, yeah. it's waiting. And, and, and like you said, sometimes it's not the soccer. Sometimes Correct. it's... For real. So so we'll have to wait and see. So, I, you know, Doyle, I agree with you. Roman Berkey is a question. He's not, to me, the biggest question. He's not, to me, the only question. Um, but I think we got to give them time, all of them, to gel. And luckily, we had a few of them in with City 2, They've had a little time to to get used to St. Louis. But like you said, I mean, Blom is just, they dropped him off from a plane. And he said it was the first time he'd ever seen snow. Uh-huh. You know, Dave, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, going back to Doyle and Berkey, 
Tim, was Tim Howard finished when he came to MLS? No, but I would say well, they paid too much for him. Correct. Yeah. And he didn't move the needle in right. Colorado. I, I, he, Roman Berkey looks a really great guy. Yeah. He looks like a really nice guy. And he, and he, he's going to be a goalkeeper, and I'm okay with that. And he's going to be a good role model to the younger keepers, definitely. But especially with Nielsen being out, he's going to be very exposed. Yeah. Um, he's going to be exposed. And, and goalkeepers aren't miracle workers. Well, yeah, he could be the best goalkeeper he, in the world if there's nothing in front of him. There's nothing. Yeah. And, and you are at the mercy of the four guys in front of yeah. you. And, 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 I mean, we've got a guy like Josh Yarrow. I've, I've not hidden my love for Josh Yarrow, how much I like this kid. But that doesn't mean I think he should be our starting center back on game one. And I don't think that was the plan. Nielsen was, was the plan. It was Nielsen. Now Josh may find himself in that role or platooning that role with a couple of other guys. And again, it's an opportunity for him to step up and do it. I'm not saying he can't do it. I think he's got the talent, but we all know it's finding that right moment. It's finding that right fit. And luckily for Josh, he's played in this system now for a whole year with City too. We we love a guy like that in the fact that... I, I talk about St. Louis FC a lot because that, that was yeah. that was the, the prior. But the similarities are there. When we signed Parker Marr, yeah. and when we signed Tyler David, you, you look at those guys, they're young, they're out of college, they're, they're squad guys, they're filler guys. And once they come in and prove they can do a job, they become fan favourites. Yeah. You know, if Josh Yarrow can come in and... Grasp this opportunity with both hands and become a solid center back in MLS. He will be a fan favorite. Well, more and, than he already is. Yeah, yeah. And we've said before, you know, because we played in USL Division Two or USL Championship, which is the American Division Two. Mm-hmm. There's not a huge gap between the the lower end of MLS not and the upper end of not USL. And players, if they can find themselves in the right system. They could be a very successful MLS player. Josh Yarrow is an example. He was drafted, what, number two overall by Philly, you know, not Mm -hmm. too long ago. Didn't work out there. He bounced around a little bit, had a very good shift down in USL. But if if the system would have fit his skills, he could have stayed in MLS and been a quality MLS player all these years. The only reason Fan Kavita is not an MLS player is because he's not a US citizen. Well, honestly, because he's an international player. Well, and you look at it. You look at you look at a guy like Noki, who that's not how you say his name. I don't know. I've been calling him Noki. Yeah, Uh, (laughs) that's not how you pronounce it. Okay, the the guy we got from uh, Orlando Orlando in the uh, expansion draft. All the upside in the world, everybody sees it, but Orlando left him unprotected because he just wasn't clicking right with their system. Now, maybe they were dumping salary or whatever. There's always that kind of stuff, too. But, like, if he was that valuable, why didn't they keep him? But if he finds the right system, if it works for him, he could be that valuable. That's what I hope. But that's what I hope about Klaus. Yeah. Is that he's bounced around all these teams. And Ostrak, too. They yeah. Bat, you know, go on loan. FC Cone, too. FC Cone for two weeks. You know, then on loan at Hertha Berlin Reserve. Yeah. And you, you, he wants a home. Yeah. He wants a three-year contract where he can be a player on this team and not know 
that he's going to go to FC Tulsa next week. Yeah. They're looking for home. Give man. me a run of games. And, and uh, you know, going back to St. Louis FC and, and those days, a guy like uh, Joaquin Rivas. Yeah. I, all the talent in the world. He needed a run of games. And, and that last year where they were kind of like platooning him in, like, oh, we'll put you in for a half. We'll put you in for the, you'll start this game. And, you know, like he's the kind of guy that, like when Tulsa had him and that you're our guy, you're starting every single game and you know you're going to be out there, not a problem. He's going to score all the goals you need. But if you start, you know, picking and poking and putting him in for 60 minutes here and then, oh, we're going to let you have two days or two games off to get somebody else a run and then you throw him back out, you know, like you have to keep in that. But there are some players, though. Some players work that work straight for. They want to. They need to be the big fish in that yeah. small pond. Yeah. And you know, I'll, I'll throw Matt Latissier out there, or um, you know, James Ward Prowse. Now it's Southampton. They need. You know, they can't. They need to yeah. be the guy. Yeah. And it, even if it's a guy at a smaller team, yeah, they're still the guy. And but what also concerns me. And I'm going to go back to my first year when I did color commentary for the ambush. The coach, they got a new coach in Everton, the, the, the Brazilian guy, and he brought in a rake of guys who played futsal mm-hmm. from Brazil. Brought four, five, six guys. And these, and you could see it in their faces. They, they got in here. They got into America and they're like, we're Brazilian futsal players. Mm-hmm. I'm going to show these yanks a thing or two. Mm-hmm. And they just got destroyed. It's a different game, yeah. They just got destroyed. It's a different game. Technically, they had all the skill in the world, but it's a different game. But also, if you if you come in here with with the mindset of, I'm going to show these guys mm-hmm. a thing or two about soccer, mm-hmm. you're going to get your Achilles tendon ruptured. <laughs> you <laughs> right. are going to get stomped. It, 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 it's a, you, they're going to have to fight yeah. and scrap and battle. And, you know, Ostrak and Lower and Yeah, I think Klaus, that's the team Lutz has built, yeah. I, I hope so. And they, they're going to have to yeah. battle for every single point we get. The other thing I do want to say about this team, and I mentioned it a while ago, but it's been a <laughs> while and maybe we've got some new listeners. This style that Lutz wants to play and, and Bradley Carnell wants to play and, you know, they call it the energy drink soccer or whatever, you know, the Red Bull style, the high pressing, the it takes a physical toll on you. Like you have to be fit to play this game but it also exposes you in the back so there might be games where hey you live by the sword you die by the sword if you're going for it and you're pressing forward and you're constantly pushing up you're open on the counter there may be games where we lose four to nothing there may be games we win four to nothing but it's going to be it could be all or nothing for a bit so I just don't want I, fans I, to. I don't want fans to lose their minds if we have a game like against Galaxy the other day where we lose three to one. Are you going to run ninety mile an hour in the middle of July in St. Louis yeah. for ninety minutes? It's hard. Now, I think City Two did a good job of doing it. Mm-hmm. There were a couple of games where it just sort of fell apart because they were tired or or whatever. Um, but it is hard to run that full tilt. For 34 games in a season. If a team knows that's what you're going to bring, they'll weather a storm for 60 minutes, and when you're tired, they'll hit you. And I think we had a few examples of that in the City 2 season where teams knew 
we can we can draw them out. We, we, we'll need a we'll need a plan B. Yeah, because if that's not working, and I, and I'm sure they will. But I just want I just want fans to be aware that the style we play does lend itself to the occasional blowout. So I think just, just I mean soccer in general. Yeah, just being an expansion team right. in this league is right. you, you're always you're up against it for 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 the first yeah you know maybe year eighteen months. Um, this there are positive signs there, Brad. I mean, as I say, losing the, the Galaxy four one in California. That if that was a league result, you wouldn't raise your eyebrows at it. You no. just go, yeah, we just got hammered by the Galaxy. Yeah. But you know the the draw against the Whitecaps. That's that's fair. Yeah. The draw against New York City when we came back in the last minute. I'm all right with that. Yeah. I'm all right with that. But we've done three games there, and we've only picked up two points out of nine, and that's not going to cut it. Yeah. Well, but and, and, I, and I know it's preseason; you yeah. can't read into it. But that's all we've got. But also, I'll throw out your let's say a, a, a brighter than average soccer fan, and and I don't mean intelligence because clearly you're not. Oh, <laughs> but you. You've been through this. Mm -hmm. Like, you've seen a lot of soccer in your day. And you know these are how things go. Mm -hmm. You're unfazed by, eh, three games on on a trot, a couple of draws and a loss, not great, but but it's not over. When you're going after that casual fan, you know what I mean? Yeah. And let's say, let's ignore the road for a minute, but let's say the first three games at home, Let's just say we lose all three of them and they're ugly. Now, obviously, we're going to be upset. We're mm-hmm. going to be, you know, calling for Lutz's head and all that shit. But the average fan may lose interest. Or the, not the average fan, the casual fan. I, I just want for people to be prepared for you go through it. And sometimes there's ups and sometimes there's downs. Again, I, we're not all going to be Real Madrid. But I think the casual fan, to a degree... If if we lose two one at home to San Jose yeah. in the in the third game, and that puts us always three, it if if he's a casual fan and he stuck his kid to a game, and the kid's got a big foam finger and he's having fun and he's got a bag of popcorn and he sees yeah. us score one goal and everyone cheers and, and smoke bombs the, go and off the, and the, yeah. the drums are banging, the, the casual fan's still going to go home happy. You're right. Uh, and so, but what I'm thinking is, you, you've said it again from the beginning, when the shiny and new wears off. Mm-hmm. Like this year, no problem, sell out. And they got a three-year commitment from you. And they uh-huh. got, you know what I mean? But when they go to sell year five, and if we haven't won anything yet, you know what I mean? I I, I mean, St. Louis does like a winner. We're going to have to win. And, and we, can, we can get to that in a minute. There is a window there. You have to turn the yeah. casual fan into right. into a, a real fan, an yeah. invested fan. Yeah, that's that's going to be mad. And, we, and guys, we get mad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. man, we, we get mad. And well, and people talk about you know the whining on the Facebook groups now, where there's nothing to even talk about. It's like we're whining about ticket prices. We're whining about this. We're whining. wait till wait till they lose three games yeah. in a row, and, and then and, you'll see some whining. And, and and another. And I think, by the way, I think that's a good fan. Like, I think you, you, you want to be invested and you want to, I mean, I'm not saying it should ruin your life. I'm not saying you're going to kick your dog when you get home, but, but I am saying I want to live and breathe with this team and I want, I, I, I want to feel something. I think part of me that has walked back a fair amount in the last two years 
is because I realized with FC, I was too invested. Yeah. I, it, the, the result dictated my mood for me. <laughs> right. I, I, I lost friendships with people. Yeah. I, I didn't speak to Claude Carricker for three months. Yeah. You know, and it's, and you look back and you go, I was an absolute dickhead. Yeah. And I can't let that happen again. Yeah. You've got to find the balance. But. Yeah. It, it can't mean nothing to you it, or you it, don't care. No, no, no. Yeah. But if you're charging Real Madrid prices. Yeah, yeah. And you're serving up QPR. Yeah. You know, people are going to get upset. And that's where, that, like you said, that secondary market uh-huh. will find its level. Yes, it, it, has, to, it has to. And, <laughs> and I mean, God, God hope we do win 10 in a row and they're still trying to get $400 a ticket because that'll mean we're winning. You know, but, I, a, realist, a realistic expectation is, honestly, we, we try and stay around 500 and we pick up the majority of points at home. I think that's a pretty good season. Yeah. Honestly, I, 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 you want to keep... I'm going to keep coming back. Yeah. You're going to keep coming back. But the casual fan with his son and the phone finger and the bag of popcorn, you want him to keep coming back. You know, you, you want to be in with a chance. Mm-hmm. And the worst years of St. Louis FC were when I... There were games that I went to that I went, there is no fucking chance we're going to win today. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like... Whatever we do, if we play the best we can possibly play, <laughs> Louisville's going to beat us. And if if they're even on the worst they can possibly play. Mm-hmm. The best seasons at St. Louis FC were when I, this team's good. Mm-hmm. And I don't care who comes in today, we got a good chance of winning. But the, the, but the end of the day, you, you go back to that Amsterdam crowd and all they watch is winning football. Yeah. We, we went through two bad seasons uh, the, the back end with Dale and, and the, the year the with Preki. And then we we had a year with Pulis. Yeah. A 12-month calendar period with Pulis where we only lost three games. Yeah. In a calendar year. Yeah. And people still said... Still wasn't shit. good enough. Yeah, yeah. You know, you, even when we were winning, yeah. we weren't winning enough. You know, and... You know, it's it's not all sunshine and rainbows. It, we, it's, it's, we're going to have some turbulent months. Yeah. E- even if... And, and that's what concerns me is even if we do what my expectations are of like, let's try to stay 500 and maybe go deep in the Open yeah. Cup. You know, give us a, yeah. you, only, you only win four games in the Open Cup and you can yeah. win, win a trophy. Um, that still may not be enough for people. Yeah. And, and we, I guess we won't know till we get there and see what it's like. But again, I do take to heart what you said about the guy who brings his kid and has mm-hmm. a good time. I think that's ninety percent of the battle. But there is a. I also accept there's a window there. You've got yeah. to turn that casual fan yeah. into an invested fan, and there's a window there. Yeah. And if if you miss the window, they yeah. may fall off the bus. But I think we're starting off in a good place. I think you know there's a lot of excitement for this team. You're seeing it around town. You know, I I see a lot more stickers and shirts uh-huh. than I ever saw with St. Louis FC. And I mean, part of that is the marketing money that uh-huh. they've put in. Uh, but I think. By and large, people are excited. I mean, I just hope they know what they're getting into. And yeah, you know, you do, you never know till they play. And 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 you know, you you see you see people online saying we, we'll make the playoffs. Yeah. Well, I would. I we would. I was. Ne- I'd have put my mortgage money on St. Louis FC getting in the playoffs the first two years. Yeah. I'd have put my mo- and you, yeah. you, it could all fall apart. Yeah. Even or, if you make the right decisions. <laughs> like you yeah. bring in the right players, you hire the right coaches. Everything looks like it's great on paper. Sometimes it just doesn't work. And um, but also, 
you, you can get that blues team where all of a sudden it just clicks and you become a team of destiny. I mean, yeah. It, and I, I do think, you know, we can say, I mean, I don't think MLS has even finalized the, the playoff format for this year because, <laughs> you know, MLS loves to add things and tweak things as they go. Um, it's in their best interest to get as many teams in the playoffs as they can because that's more money and, and all that. But it's not impossible to make the playoffs. You know what I mean? They make it more fairly... Teams than not. Yeah, more teams than not. So, I mean, I don't think playoffs is an unrealistic goal. Um, again, I'm not saying, oh, if we don't make the playoffs, it's a failure. But I'm saying it's possible. Um, teams have made a good run their first couple of years. Like you said, I think Open Cup's probably a little more mm-hmm. uh, foreseeable. You know, that's kind of the route Seattle took. They, you know, they were good from the beginning, but they're like, well, let's try to get this trophy, you know. And Kansas City's done that years where they... Orlando's the current champions. Yeah. A couple of years ago, Houston won it. Yeah. The teams that can't... And, that No, they can't string a really good 38-game season yeah. together. They're like, well, we can win four in a row. And we're also going to have this this League's Cup this year with, with Liga Emmackies. Now, I expect they'll be at a different level than, than most American teams, but we're catching up there. Mm-hmm. Um so there are opportunities for trophies. There are different competitions we'll be playing in. And like you said earlier, that's where some of these people who've been shut out from season tickets we'll will have an to, option. We'll be able and to go to a game. It'll be cool. You know, Club America's coming in. That's a big, a big world club. club. Yeah. Um, people will be able to get to go see those tickets or see those games. And so hopefully they'll do that. And like you said, hopefully they'll come in to see Des Moines Menace, you know, Playing at their best, mm-hmm. taking on some of our younger kids. So, some of my, some of my foremost memories, my best ever memories of, like I, I I'm not gonna brag. I, I don't want to do it. But I've been to Wembley. I've yeah. been to Old Trafford. I've been to Anfield. I've been to Goodison Park. But what sticks out in my mind is foremost is going to Sporting KC yeah. and watching FC or when we beat the Fire and when we beat FC Cincinnati. That it was brilliant. Or, or when I went to the U.S. national team games in Columbus to watch them against Mexico. And I, I say, that don't stop stop comparing us to Europe because everything they do, we do here. Yeah. We do. And I think that, you know, that might be a good note to end on tonight because you have said that before. And mm-hmm. it's, you know, we don't have to be jealous no. of what they have. No. Um, yes, it's not. We don't have the, the history of Real Madrid. This is a brand new club that they bought for $500 million and assembled out of whole cloth. But, but, the, but the, the experience, of, yeah. And the city of St. Louis has a soccer yeah. pedigree to rival anyone yeah. else. You know, we, we're not. We, we tend to be very flashy about it, but yeah. it's, it's a good history to have. Why not? Um, and, and you can go out and have fun at these games and you can be proud of the team, your city's team. And, you know, I know we're early days and everybody's excited about it and they've sort of embraced the idea of it, but you know, stick with it guys. It's, it can only get better. It will absolutely destroy you. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But in a good way, but with, but here's the thing, you've got 15,000 other people that you get to experience it with and they know exactly how you feel. Yes. Um, And speaking of which, Oh, we'll get to that. Just one second. The uh, I want I did want to mention we're going to do another. We usually to kick off the season every year we do a 
toast to the team event at second shift. It's usually very laid back. It's very small, but again, it's another opportunity for you to come out and meet some Luligans and, uh, you know, that's what the tailgate or the, sorry, the pregame extravaganza is there for too. come out and meet people. Cause again, that's another thing Matt likes to talk about is how much better it's made when you know people mm-hmm. in your section, you, you can turn to the guy sitting next to you and high five when they score or cuss out the keeper when they, when he Just blows it. Your head knowing yeah. You. Uh, or when you arrive at the tail or sorry, pregame extravaganza party, you see a group of friends, you know, Mm -hmm. like these are opportunities to come out and meet each other. Uh, we hope you do that. Okay. Let's talk about the away kit before we get out of here, Matt. What did you want to say? Smart money's on gray, apparently. I mean, the, the teaser picture had the underside of the canopy, which is the steel gray mimics the arch. I would be shocked if it didn't have... Something. Some steel gray in it. Gray goes well with jeans, guys. <laughs> I'm not being funny. I'm all right with it. One of the biggest selling England shirts ever was the gray 96 kit. Yeah. It go, they go well with jeans. And that's why uh, Jeremy said they did the blue fade to, to gray, to gray yeah. down on, the, uh, on the, the first kit. I will say, you know, we're starting to see the kits drop. Today there was a lot of MLS kits dropped. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like they're letting teams... And Adidas have a little more freedom. Yeah, more there weren't as many templates. Now, there may still be some with the away kit. I mean, our away kit could be a blank template. But I'm slightly optimistic that maybe MLS has given a little more freedom. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah, we'll, we'll see on Friday. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Um, I think, I'm, I'm also hoping that they may allow us to sell the Berkey shirt. I like a good goalie shirt. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. I haven't bought the home one yet. I've, I've been tempted every time I go into Soccer Master no. or a Rally House. But I'm, I'm waiting to see what the away shirt looks like. The, I got the replica. I didn't go for the full uh, authentic. That was a little little steep. It's, it's a little steep. Uh, but yeah, I, and part of the justification was if I like the away, I can get the away too. I'm, I'm waiting on the away. So we'll see how it goes with with kits though you've also you can have the parlay come out you can have the yeah. pride night uh, warm up they, they do out. a bunch of yeah different kits and, and usually the the whole the, the uh, away shirt was boring yeah because they know you're going to buy it anyway because you're yeah. a sucker but then when you see the, the parlay jerseys which yeah. are usually fire yeah. you get that too so they get three times your money you get your home away and your parlay I mean it's big money MLS it's business Matt stadiums don't <laughs> build themselves <laughs> All right, I think that's all we got for tonight. Um, if you have any other questions about the AGM, things I missed, uh, please follow us on uh, Twitter and ask away. Uh, this has been somewhat silly with half of the crew. <laughs> live live from Brad's Bachelor Palace. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to sleep on your couch by now. All right, thanks for listening, guys. Bye.